When we sell, we want our efforts, our promotions, our campaigns to be remembered. We need them to be sticky so that people actually buy what we're offering. Because when someone comes across what you're offering, they might not be in a position to invest straight away. Maybe they don't feel they have the budget. Or maybe in that moment when they see your offer, they're busy doing something else. So when that person is ready to invest, you want them to think of you instead of, say, someone else. So this episode is all about approaching sales in a way where you're really connecting with the people you're selling to, rather than making your sales language so generic that it blends in with everything else your audience might be seeing. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. Many people, especially those who come from an educational background, find selling quite uncomfortable. I'll share some of the most common phrases I hear. I don't want to be pushy. Now, this is one of the most common worries that I come across. There's also... I'm worried that it will put people off. This one's an interesting one because offering free advice and tips is rarely a problem for us. But the minute we bring money into it, it gets uncomfortable. And for those who are educators, I think it's because we're in the mindset of helping people. So that side comes very naturally. But we sometimes feel like we might be perceived differently when money comes into the equation. So to successfully sell, mindset is everything. And the one statement that usually unlocks successful selling is this. Be a problem solver, not a seller. I think this is really powerful. Be a problem solver, not a seller. And I'll quickly clarify what I mean. I don't mean that you should keep giving value away for free and not sell. What I do mean is to see selling as part of the problem-solving process, and this is just what we've been focusing on this month in the Tutors Mastermind. If you're already helping people through your free content, you can only continue to help them if you tell them how they can work with you. So telling people what you offer is part of you being a problem-solver, and that can dictate your language. So let's say I was talking about the tutor's mastermind. A dry sales pitch might go something like this. When you join the mastermind, you get two group coaching sessions a month with lots of extra support and bonus training in between. Each session is recorded so you can watch replays. Now, there's nothing exciting about that. It's all very logistical. But most importantly, I'm not giving people any real way to decide why my mastermind might be right for them. I'm not telling them what problems I might be able to solve for them. So let's turn it around. And to do this, we need a moment to deep dive so that we really understand what will connect with our potential clients. So sticking with my mastermind example, I need to zoom in on one problem that it solves. And to do that, I need to understand my audience better. I know that many tutors and education business owners feel quite lonely. There's no one to bounce ideas around with when you're running a business on your own. And even if you have a team, they don't share the same responsibilities and challenges as you. And sure, you can speak to lots of business people and join networking groups which have their place. But it's not the same as speaking to someone who just completely understands your position. 
I remember as a teacher the comfort I would feel when all I had to say to a colleague was, I've just taught class 9A, and without any further explanation, they'd understand exactly how I felt. If you're a tutor and I said to you, I'm loving working with this child, but the parents are really difficult, I don't have to explain any more than that. You immediately understand what I'm feeling, why I might be confused as to what to do, and you've probably experienced the same, so you might be able to share what you did in that situation. Now, what I've been doing there is I've been fleshing out that problem based on my experience. But a good idea as well is to listen to feedback from clients and use that to steer your language. So in line with the problem I just talked about, I would say that around 80% of people who have discovery calls with me say that they wanted to meet me because I'm a tutor, because I'm an education business owner. And so they know that I will completely understand their business and the problems they want solving. So I can use all of this to dictate how I frame the mastermind when I'm talking about it on, say, social media. Instead of being really dry, I often use phrases like, do you want to grow your business with people who get it? With that one statement, I'm showing how the mastermind addresses the problem that so many education business owners feel. So here's what you can do right now. And these are some of the steps we took in our last mastermind session where I was helping the members build a sales campaign. If relevant, start by choosing one client group to focus on. So as a tutor, I teach different age groups and for this exercise, I could just choose my GCSE students. I could be more specific and choose students who are in their final year. Next, again if relevant, choose one offer that you want to drive sales to. So I might teach one-to-one classes, group classes and have an online course. I need to choose just one of them, so let's say I chose my group class. So you know who you want to connect with and what offer you want to serve up in front of them. Now you need to make two lists. List one will contain all the problems and struggles that that client group face. And it's even better if you can be even more specific based on the time of year you're planning this sales push for. So in December, I know that my students will be preparing for mock exams. They might be struggling with motivation since everyone else will be having a Christmas break while they have to revise. Or maybe they're feeling overwhelmed because they have so many subjects to revise for. So that's list number one. All the problems and struggles that your client group might be facing. So that's list number one. All the problems and struggles that your client group might be facing. List two will contain all the benefits of the offer that you want to attract people to. Ask yourself, like I did with my mastermind example, what problems does this solve? So now you have two lists, one with your client problems and one with the problems that your offer solves. You can now examine those lists and see which problems from list one matches the solutions in list two. Let's say I identified motivation as a problem and let's say that I had a private community for my students where we motivate and help one another. Those two go nicely together. I have a problem and my offer provides a solution. Now I can use that to frame my sales. So if I was writing an ad or a social media post or creating a lead magnet, I would present the problem. So something like, it's rubbish that you have to revise while everyone else is having a break, isn't it? And then I could present my solution. So maybe something like, you're not alone. Join me and five other students for our Christmas classes where we'll help each other. We are in it together. So to summarise what we just did, we focused on one client group and one offer and we made sure that the way we presented our offer connected with our client group. And this is so important if you want people to remember your sales efforts and feel compelled to buy because the aim is to make them feel like your offer has been designed just for them. It's just what they need. 
If I had simply said, join my Christmas group classes, then in the attempt to try and connect with everyone, I'm risking connecting with no one. Now, there is a second reason why making your sales language so specific is useful. When we're designing a promotional offer, we often look at the general problems that people might be facing. So right now, I could say that in the UK, people are worried about rising living costs. Tutors will be earning less in December. Now, if I stop there, what do you think my logical response would be? It would probably be to offer a discount because in my mind, I've already decided that they can't afford what I'm offering. But that might not be the case. Sure, people might have tighter budgets, but they'll be choosing what to spend that money on. And chances are, they'll prioritise things that they feel they need. And what they need might not be a discount. They might want it, but it might not be what they need. So if you can make really clear how valuable your offer is to them and how you solve the exact problems they face, they will spend some of that tight budget on you. So back to that phrase, be a problem solver, not a seller. One more phrase that's going to help you unlock sales is to tell people what they want and give them what they need. I don't know who coined that phrase, but it's often used in sales training and for education businesses, it's especially powerful. The aspect of solving problems instead of selling is useful for promoting what you offer. But another side to sales is actually speaking to people when they book a call with you or complete a form on your website. Now, in this situation, your job is to route them to the best possible solution for them. I'm purposely not saying that your job is to convert them because I don't think it is. I don't want to convert everyone I speak to because I might not be the right person for them or what I offer might not be the best thing for them. So to route them to the best possible solution, you need to tell them what they want and give them what they need. I'll give you an example of a discovery call I had about a month ago that demonstrates this. Someone booked a call with me and told me that they specifically wanted to join the Cheetah's Mastermind. Naturally, my first question was to ask them why. But as always, I also wanted to find out more about them and their business and the challenges they were facing. Now, from that, I realised two things. I realised that the reason they wanted to join the mastermind was solely because they wanted to be speaking to someone who understood the education business space. And that was why they booked a call with me. But I also realised that the specific need that they had, the problems they wanted solving, wouldn't be compatible with the members of the mastermind. I knew that the group coaching format wouldn't be right for them. So I started by telling them what they wanted. I talked about the kind of work that I I thought we could do to help them solve their problems. So I told them what they wanted, but then I presented what they needed. I suggested we worked on a one-to-one basis and I explained that they were much further ahead than the members in the mastermind and so they wouldn't get benefit out of that community. Now, this person is a client of mine. We work on a one-to-one basis, but let's imagine how that conversation could have gone if I hadn't used this principle. Because they were so insistent on joining the mastermind, I could have just offered it to them. But after a month or two, they probably would have realised that they weren't really getting anything out of it and they would have cancelled their membership. Now, they probably at that stage also would not have continued to work with me because the lasting impression that I have given them is that I can't help them. As a business owner, I know how important my reputation and testimonials are. So telling people what they need and giving them what they want isn't just about making sales. It's about safeguarding your reputation because you're gatekeeping who you work with and how you work with them. 
In short, you're working with people who bring out the best in you and you bring out the best in them, which is such an important aspect to building a really nice bank of testimonials that help other people decide whether or not you'd be right for them. So the two principles that I think are really powerful for education business owners is number one, to be a problem solver instead of a seller. And number two, to tell people what they want and give them what they need. And the reason these are so powerful isn't only because it might help you make more immediate sales with your efforts, but because those clients also end up doing the selling for you. If people have a great experience from you from start to finish, they're so much more likely to recommend you to other people. And as consumers ourselves, we know how much more likely we are to buy something if it's been recommended to us. So when it comes to sales, it's important to look at the big picture and how they all connect together rather than just thinking, it's December and I want to make sales in my group classes. How can I create a sales campaign and promote it on social media to achieve that? We always want to remember that bigger picture because that is the investment in the future of our business. So let's start thinking about what you can do right now to start planning to boost your sales. The two phrases to remember is number one, you're a problem solver, not a seller. And number two, tell people what they want and give them what they need. If you had to go at the task that I talked about earlier, where you identified who you want to attract and what offer you want to attract them to, what problems they need solving and what problems your offer solves, then right now you have the backbone for a promotional campaign that can give you that sales push. So when you're designing it, think about creating something that connects with them. But while you're doing this, think about your existing clients as well. For instance, if you offered a very heavy discount or a high value bonus for free, you need to consider how that might make your existing customers feel. So you need to create something that's not going to make your existing customers feel neglected or undervalued, but will still incentivize new people to invest in what you offer. Now, all of this is relevant if you want a sales push, but if you want to make sales all year round, then the smaller selling activities still need to continue. And for them to work, you need to keep connecting with people and maintain your visibility. Most of us do this through social media marketing, but you might also use things like email marketing and professional networking. Regardless of the methods that you use, you need to make sure that any content that you put out there continues to connect with the problems that your audience are having and you need to keep framing what you offer as the solution. Because these two aspects are so important to attracting paid clients, my 100 content prompts are divided into two halves. I have 50 prompts dedicated just to connecting with your audience and 50 prompts dedicated to selling to your audience. And in my explainer videos, I talk about how you can combine these types of content to make sales all year round and maintain visibility. The link to the prompts are in the show notes, but of course, you can also check out some of my recent podcast episodes. If you have a little scroll, you'll see that recently I published one about visibility and last week's episode was about email marketing. And if you scroll right to the bottom, my very first episode was all about social media marketing. So there's a lot there for you to look at if you really want to start fleshing a sales campaign out and or if you want to make sales all year round. I hope you found this useful and if you have any questions, please do reach out because I'd be happy to create a follow-up episode or to host a roundtable discussion in my Facebook group to explore selling further. I hope you have a great week and thank you for tuning in today. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.